0: questions you always had, the answers you were never given, the place to seek the truth. Welcome to Veritas.
1: Tonight we have a very special treat for you. Someone who has been recommended for quite a while and it took us some time to get him on. But you'll be very, very pleased when you listen to the entire program tonight. I usually read the intro myself. But tonight, I'll let the guest tell you in his own words some of the things that we'll be discussing tonight.
2: Hey, this is John Perez at Silver is Money. And I've got an interview coming here and uh, it will be on Veritas Radio. Good action, silver and gold. Obviously, it wants to go up, gets knocked down. It's a good sign because it's happening daily. There's something happening right now worldwide. You see it in Canada with enforcement coming after the truckers, you see Joe Biden walking off stage like being hand, walked off like a child by his wife. 25th Amendment, Hillary Clinton back in the picture. <laughs> I'm rolling the dice on that on that call there. Sounds crazy. The Bolshevik Clinton versus Tsarist Putin. It can happen. Remember, Bill Clinton raped Russia in the 90s. You, if you saw my video, I hope you did. I clarified it and did enough on there where anyone can see this. If you didn't see yesterday's morning videos, the three executive orders, make sure you watch those videos on the executive orders. I show you how everything is happening here. The plan is in action. It's happening under the radar. The White Hats are in total control. Even though it's going to appear here very soon, it's going to look like everything is out of control. So it's not. Hearing coming up, February 9th, CFTC hearing, Commodities Futures Trading Commission what are they going to do? We don't know. The deep state owns them. They're going to do what the deep state wants. Is it going to be Hegelian dialect? We're going to go from Bitcoin's the problem, solution regulation to what? XRP? I haven't mentioned that. Rothschild owned XRP. Don't let anyone fool you. XRP is a surveillance coin. What's going to happen here, Perez? What's going to happen? I expect them to outlaw Bitcoin worldwide. Do you hear that? I expect them to outlaw Bitcoin worldwide here. Bitcoin's heading towards 31, 32,000 here really really fast. Eyes wide open. Be safe Canada. Be safe. I don't trust Trudeau. I've heard rumors. I hope cooler heads in government have taken out Trudeau and locked him up into, you know, a bedroom, a padded room and got him out of the way so the Canadian people can have their freedom because they certainly deserve it. We're going to talk about Hillary coming back on the twi- Fifth Amendment. We're going to talk talk about the rabbit out of the hat with putin in ukraine the gas deals with hungary believe it or not that's an important deal and by the way a small obscure thing you're never gonna hear in the news for the last 24 hours turkey has been bombing an area of syria that has been traditionally full of people that are that were supported by obama and the u.s military interesting what's going on here start to look at a lot of different things in the mediterranean we got a crap load of russian ships in the north, I believe in the Barents Sea, a lot of Russian ships, uh, U.S. ships. We've got U.S. ships, a carrier task force in the Mediterranean. A lot is going on here. A lot is going on. I expect big things to happen starting today, February 2nd. 2 2, 2, 2, 2 through 2, 2, 2, 2, 2, 2 That's February 2nd through February 22nd. I expect the biggest things to happen. I like that. February 2nd through February 22nd you heard it here it's gonna happen I can already see it happening here it's about patience here we're gonna get a move here what's gonna happen I don't know but just remember this bombs move markets oh such a joy to hear that isn't it all right stop eating GMO get your exercise in if you haven't gone to silver Specters, go to silver Specters and get on the fasting program let's get healthy everybody I want everybody healthier we've got the money program down okay We got plans. You guys got plan A, plan B. You got prepping here. For those of you that haven't, are still in the GMO bandwagon, I was a personal trainer for 20 years, years ago before I got into this. But I want people now to be healthy. There's another part of me you don't know about yet. But you'll soon learn, start, get rid of the GMO. I need you around to enjoy your life so you can spend more time spending more money, having more fun, not spending the money you make on doctor's bills. That's the last thing you want to do. All right. All right. Over and out.
0: You are listening to Veritas. If this is your first time, welcome home. To listen to tonight's full interview and all of our material, join the Veritas family and click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, Ethereum, and more. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy, MMS, rebounders cbd pure hemp oil pure organic sulfur flash drives with all our sanitas and veritas seasons and other great products and if you want to get in touch with mel want to be a guest on this radio program have a guest suggestion or have feedback just click on the contact button of our website at veritasradio.com and now here's your host mel hostelrick
1: Tonight's special guest is john Perez. He's a former multi-million dollar silver trader Monix and junior mining and exploration stock guy. He's a real estate analyst, a silver trader and specialist in mining stocks and intelligence. John was mentored and trained by precious metals and crude oil billionaires. He's a real estate and geopolitical analyst since 1987, a professional precious metals trading pro since 2006. He's long on gold since $325 and long on silver since it was $6 an ounce. John has created millionaires in the silver and gold mining penny stock sector, in prior bull markets, and currently ready for 2022. He's here to entertain, educate, and help traders get rich in mining stocks. His telegram, where he's really, really active, is silver is money. And direct from... Newport Beach, California. I'd like to welcome John Perez. Hello, John, and welcome. How are you?
2: I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing?
1: I am fantastic because I loved your politics, and I know you and I were talking before, and uh, this is going to be all over the world, things that, folks, you may have imagined, but they are coming true and John is going to tell us a lot, but for the people who don't know who you are, just give us some background of who you are, John, you went from real estate to gold, but give us your background first.
2: Well, I got into, I was 20 years I spent as a professional personal trainer in the Newport beach area. A lot of clients, a lot of, a lot of, some of these, all these people are still with me now back from the nineties Who followed me into finance and gold. Um, I was able to take over and work with a Forbes 400 uh, trust and advising, and we got I got did all this research in the mid 90s. You know, about the real estate was bottoming. I said it's time to get into real estate 1997, 1998, and we just piled in, you know, and into million dollar homes in Newport Orange County, and uh, just really we got it at the right time. I remember. I knew it was going to be the beginning of a long range up. Anyhow, uh, did really, really well, bought up some model homes, uh, up in the Newport coast area there. Uh, did some, some big places in Aspen, Colorado. And as the market went on about 2004, 2005, I thought we got big problems. This market's going to crash. Everyone thought I was crazy. I was following Michael. I was a big fan of Michael Burberry's already from the movie, the big short big short. Yeah so I was I was reading his work and I thought, wow, you know I'm doing my work. I'm seeing the same thing. Fortunately, I was in a position to analyze the markets there and I knew it was time to prepare my clients to get out of real estate and they had made so much money flipping homes and we we, we never did a home for less than a million dollars back then, which was another era. And when I said it was time to get out of housing, first when I said get in the housing I said we don't want to get in housing. And I've convinced them to get in and they got in, they made money. And I said, that's time to get out. I said, well, we're making so much money. Why would you want to get out now? I said, because it's all going to crash. It's going to crash. That's about 2004. I started giving, seeing the signals. And so the four sale signs started going up and we were just cleaning up, making money there. And it was 2005. Uh, we had a few more houses left in Newport coast, got, got rid of those houses. And at that point I was, I have a job. <laughs> I had to, I, I thought, okay, well, I got some time here. So I decided I'm just going to play golf and ride my Harley and goof around at the, along the beach here, you know, Orange County, up and down Pacific Coast Highway that play golf and just ride the bike and work out with all my uh, training friends in the triathlon world. And lo and behold, uh, along the way, I met a guy who owned a really big real estate owned REO company, Foreclosures. And it was a big company. And they were just, come in, say, John, i want to give you a contract. Come work with me for 90 days. Give me some feedback here. And I looked at it. And I said, wow. I said, I can't believe it. The country is literally on paper. From there, I realized the entire country is in total free fall real estate wise. This was the fourth quarter of 2005, going to Christmas. And nobody was talking about it. And I, all the subprime was literally. We, uh, there were days where we would get like two to four hundred houses per day, I coming in just foreclosed, foreclosed, foreclose, all day long. The paper was building up, and here I'd come out. I'd come out from work. I'd see my friends. You're not going to believe that the real estate market's collapsing. And of course, they just looked at me and laughed. They said, "Oh, John, we're going up." And the market continued to go up. It was still going up, but I could see on paper the banking system was starting to fall apart. And people were coming, waking up to the CDOs and and CDSs. And just like the movie, it was a lot of work. Nobody listened. The market crashed. We were out. And it was during that time, gold hit 325, 340. And I said, it's time to move into gold. Moved into gold. And that was my first exposure to a client. I said, you know, we just sold out. We got all this money here. Why don't you put it in gold? So they put it in gold. They put it in oil. Oil was cheap. Gold was cheap. And then the, the market, I was there, I left there, the markets crashed, and as it's crashing, I was, I was kind of thinking, well, what am I gonna do? No more, no more real estate. And uh, I was, uh, at that point, I was a customer at Monax, and um, I was, was I was sitting back having coffee with a friend of mine, and uh, I met us. funny story, I haven't told anyone this before, but I'll go ahead and tell this story on your show here. I, have, I meet up with this girl who says, "I great guy, you're a lot of fun. She goes, but you're not working. I said, well, you know, I've got some money so I can goof around for. I can take about six months off before I go to, back to work. So well, why don't you just sell gold and silver? You're so good at this. And I said, well, I, I don't – I've never done it before. Well, you got me into silver and I got her into silver and you made me a bunch of money. Said, so why don't you get – so the, the, the challenge was this. Okay, if you get a job at Monex, I'll be your girlfriend. And that was how that's. I literally picked up the phone, four one one, called up uh, human resources, got an interview on a Thursday. I got a second interview on Friday. Background check on Friday, and it was May first, two thousand six. Three months after I left the real estate job, that I ended up landed at Monix, and it didn't take me too long. It took me nine months to break pretty much all the sales record there. I moved millions and millions of dollars of silver and gold. And that's when silver was in the 9, 10, 11 range, $8 range. And it was gold was at. I was selling gold at 595, 625, 650. And people thought I was a lunatic when I said gold was going to 750. And then when I was telling people, hey, gold's going to go to 850 and break uh, 1980 records, people just laughed and they mocked me. Now here we are, you know, gold's about $2,200 later on. Well, I, I have the good news is that uh, in a very, very difficult industry, all my clients, 100% in the money. And to this day, it's great because uh, I ended up leaving uh, because it was my client base was getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought there was one day I came home and I opened up my little stock account. Well, I noticed there was a bunch of money in there that wasn't in there the day before when this little baby gold stock. And while I was a, a, a broker at Monex, I was getting all these phone calls from all these different CEOs of these publicly traded mining companies. And I was basically consulting with them over the phone. You know, where's gold going to go? It's going to do this, it's going to do that. And one of the guys said, John, you should check out this stock. And of course, me with no experience at all, I thought, oh, OK, well, gold guy, it's a stock. I'll check it out. And it was a little tiny exploration penny stock. And I ended up buying a bunch. And then one day I looked, I said, holy crap, the stock went up like 1600%. <laughs> and, um, I thought I'm in the wrong business. I made more money today in one day, a couple hours. than I did, you know, moving five, $6 million of silver in a month. And that was the, when the light went off that I decided I need to do research on this. I'm already in the gold business. I already know these CEOs are contacting me and I made the transition left Monex. great career there. I was living in Laguna Beach at that time. Oh, penthouse, Ocean View was great. And I thought, well, I'm going to take a chance here and go in this area here. So I tightened up the belt, made the, made the switch over. And so that's how I got involved with um, into this going from gold, from real estate to Monex into the precious metal stock sector. And it was interesting story here because what really got me to go to Monex I was already interested in it, but I had gotten a promotional DVD from Monix. And that's when I discovered who David Morgan was. And it was the interview with David Morgan that completely motivated me to go all in on silver back in – that was 2005, I think. 2000 – yeah, it was was November 2005. I got this video. I said, why silver? Why now? Which was a promotional video. And I ended up using that video to get other people into silver. And then eventually I ended up there. But that's how that's how I got exposed to David Morgan, who I'm now, you know, become good friends with now. And so that was uh, my my entry into the the silver market. I had a ton of fun at Monarch. I had so much fun. I raised millions and millions of dollars over the phone. We were warm leads, we were on the phone working it, and I absolutely destroyed every sales record there and just just absolutely kicked ass. It was great. And it was no so nice. Just, it's just nice to know that I still talk to my clients. Like, well, we got into silver, but it was cheap, and then, sure went up to 40, 45, 50, and it came back down. But everyone I can say was is in the money there.
1: David is a good friend of this program. He's a loyal subscriber, listener, interviewee. He's been a staple in this program since the very beginning. So shout out to our friend David Morgan. Let me start with I'm gonna just drop some nukes here on our listeners for a moment. I heard you say recently that the price of real estate will drop between forty-five and sixty-five percent between six and eight months. Tell me more.
2: Uh, oh, the oh, real estate. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Uh, I have a real estate channel on um, my Telegram. Is silver is money, and my but I have a real estate channel. It's called real estate nine one one. Of course, everyone says, "Oh my gosh, you put nine one one there." I said, "Yeah." I said, "It's it's not going to be good." Well. Throughout, throughout all my experience uh, from the first crash, I had a lot of people who just got wiped out. But I got a lot of people. My big clients—they got out and they walked out with a lot of money, and they didn't lose a penny. And I did all the consulting for them and all, and all the, you know, consulting to get them out. And as this market started to build up, I just thought, you know, I should take a look. I always kept an eye on real estate and I've always had clients that are still in. So I just monitor it nonstop. I monitor the banking side. I never stopped, even though I wasn't managing real estate properties anymore and flipping houses for for the tr- for some of the trusts I'd worked for. I stayed on and it was about a year ago. I thought, you know what? This is not good with real estate right now. This is really bad. And it's, a, it's the same environment, but I think it's five times worse. I think this crash is going to be five times worse. Uh, I fo- of course I followed Michael Burberry from the movie, and his data was saying the same thing. I said, "Man, why do I feel like this is a repeat of 2000?" .com? Yeah, this is this is not good. So uh, um, I uh, decided I put the channel together, and people are saying, you know, because people ask me, so you made a few mentions about real estate. I said, you know, maybe I should throw my I'm going to throw my research on. I just threw some research on there, something that anybody could read about and figure out. And lo and behold, as I'm doing the research, it's worse than I thought. It's absolutely worse. What's making it worse is that the government, we still, we have, that we have the, uh, well, they're going to raise interest rates. If they do, that's going to kill everything. So do they not raise it or do they raise it? We've got all these different mortgages that are underwater from COVID. People didn't pay their rents. There's a lot of, Things that are coming down the line, and I see this as being worse. I think we're going to see a 1929 realist. I mean, stock market crash here, and I'm going to give a time frame. I'm expecting it between today, February 2nd, 2022, and at before or at or around or near February 22nd, 2022. Well, I mean, we're going down the stretch here, right? And uh, I'm actually just putting out alerts with my people. I said, yeah, John, n- never talks about real estate. I got a lot of people out. I said, look, I said, you know, I know I'm a gold and silver guy, but I was a real estate guy before this. And I'm looking at this and I don't like what I see. I don't like anything I'm seeing here. If the banks pull back, if the S&P pulls back, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to shut off the credit lines. They're going to shut off the equity lines. Just Just like they uh, yeah. did in 2008. That's right. That was the first thing they did was they, they first, they limited the credit line. They, you know, and, you know if you had a hundred thousand dollar credit line and you had 50 out on loan, they brought it, they basically took your balance and said, there's your 50. credit line. And then of yeah. course they'd say, you can't have a hundred percent maxed out. And then as soon as housing pulled back, like, wait a second here, loan to value, you know, we gave you a loan based on X value. Well, that value is down now. And now it's a margin call. And that is the part of the crash that real estate people, professionals and agents, they didn't see that because that's invisible. That part of a crash is invisible to the average agent out there, the average broker. They're not looking at the the collapse of banking. Now, the the really alert ones are, but for the most part, you're, you're not seeing these things go down. And by that time, the panic is setting in with people and the for sale signs start to go up. And when, that, when the four fail signs start to come up, people literally are panic buying and they got to raise cash. The market pulls back. What happens? They got to get cash to, for their margin calls in the stocks. Then the banks turn around and say, you know, no equity line. Then it becomes a vicious cycle. And this is going to happen, though. We're going to see, I'll give you an example of what's going to happen here very soon. We're going to see the NASDAQ go down much worse than the Dow. And we're going to see Bitcoin probably hit 31, 32,000 here, probably in the next couple of days. And when that happens, all the tech people are involved with Bitcoin and the Bitcoin people are involved with NASDAQ. And as each one goes down, it's going to be like a teeter totter margin call. Sell NASDAQ, pay off Bitcoin margin call. Sell Bitcoin, sell NASDAQ. It's going to turn into a vicious cycle here. And we're going to see a two, trillion dollar wipeout in Bitcoin and once we hit at or around the $30,000 range right beneath it or right above it, we're going to see approximately 200 to 400,000 Bitcoin thrown out on the markets and it's going to bring things down. So we're talking at a really critical time here because I'm literally jumping up and down here reading this and thinking I made these predictions on my YouTube channel. I made my margin call predictions in early January I made my predictions on Bitcoin going to $4,200. All these predictions I've made, they're going to come, they're going to be fulfilled. And I just found out in the last two hours, the CFTC is going to do a hearing on February 9th about Bitcoin. At the same time, we've got a, a national security issue and an executive order from Biden regarding the regulation of crypto and Bitcoin. So this is happening right now. Uh, the u s Treasury has now put out a team they 're going after they 're investigating all cash transactions agro- across the country now they did the same thing in two thousand and six two thousand and five. I specifically remember when the u s Treasury and the bankers went after investigating all cash transactions. This was never heard in the news. I just remember thinking wow they 're really digging well they it was on cNBC two weeks ago they announced. That the US Treasury, which is now merged with the Secret Service, is now going out and looking at all cash transactions. And what are they looking for? They're looking for fraud and they're looking for PPP fraud because there's hundreds, thousands of cases of COVID financial fraud. There's thousands of cases of money laundering through Bitcoin. And there's thousands, tens of thousands of cases of money laundering through crypto. And this is not in the news. I'm, I have posted, these are CNBC sources, Department of Justice sources, these different events, Bitcoin and NASDAQ, Bitcoin money laundering. When they grab these houses, they're just going to be thrown out in the markets and thrown off. Let, let me, yeah, let's me let dissect
1: this one by one because this is so important. Let's unpack this. What you just said about uh, the, the executive order that's coming out. Could crypto be used for, of of course, for money laundering and black market activities? And could this be the Hegelian dialectic, the excuse, the powers that want to be used in order to take it down and maybe replace it with a XRP or Fed coin?
2: Absolutely. Oh, you read my mind here. And uh, I've given this scenario. During my uh, crypto conspiracy series with David Morgan, I gave this scenario. I I said to David, I said to the public, I said, Bitcoin is wreckable. Throughout all these things, Bitcoin is wreckable because of its roots and beginnings there related to Jeffrey Epstein. So when we look at Bitcoin, we say to ourselves, well, you know, everyone's promoting us. Yes, but what are they being paid? Are they influencers? Are they blackmailed? We don't know yet. But we're going to find out through executive order 13818. And I had this theory and belief that uh, we were going to see, I just saw the video with Hillary Clinton, who came out and said that Bitcoin is a threat to the dollar reserve system. And I go, "This this is military language. This is diplomatic language for war. This is what, this is exactly what Saddam Hussein heard. You are a threat to the U.S. system for taking the euro. Therefore, we're going to invade your country because that was the real reason why we went there. I saw this video, which I thought, my goodness, I can't believe this. Now, why would Hillary make a statement like that? This just seems out of out of the realm of possibilities. But Gaddafi, too. Gaddafi, too. Yeah, that's right. Gaddafi went. They got his. Actually, they stole the gold from Ukraine also. Yeah. NATO, gold, Ukraine, NATO, Libya. Uh, It was a false flag there in Ukraine. So now, here's the Hegelian dialect scenario. The problem is Bitcoin, Epstein, pedophiles, money laundering. So Hillary comes out and says, we have a problem. This is a threat to the Federal Reserve s- system, which is, wow, well, it's privately held Federal Reserve. Who might, who's your boss there? So problem, reaction, regulate into oblivion. I just played a video here which is on my YouTube channel. And I I listened to the legislator said, we're going to criminalize, we're going to corner these people with a law and make a global law that makes it illegal to convert Bitcoin in any local exchanges in the local currency. It's a global law. Now, how are they going to do that? In ex- I just covered this yesterday. Executive order 13818. Buried in that order is the International Magnitsky Act, which is international regarding human trafficking and human rights violations. Well, it's Epstein, human rights violations. It, it started with Epstein and it started with the relationship with the, uh, Joe Ito, who was at MIT. So the connection is there for that executive order with teeth. And all this legislator says we are going to just make a global agreement. Which goes to the International Magnitsky Act, which has to do with human rights violations, and then the International Economic Enforcement Act, which makes it an International Enforcement Act for economics, and then a Human Rights Act. So Bitcoin is going to get swept in under that executive order. And so the problem is Bitcoin. The reaction is going to be regulation. And then the solution, well, a lot of people don't know this, Hillary Clinton's husband owns 1 billion XRP. So what are the odds that we take out Bitcoin and then we roll it, we clear the deck, you know, for XRP? That's a potential scenario. And I just tell people, look, XRP is a surveillance coin. And I believe 8.9% of it is owned by the Rothschilds through another holding company here. And uh, I have that video also, That's that's well known, that's out there. And for people that are wondering about XRP, wonder no more, because I'm gonna give you the answer really easier. Go on YouTube, type in hashtag XRP mafia, and everything you wanted to know about who's behind XRP will be right there. And the interesting thing is this, the same trail that goes to XRP is the same trail that goes to Bitcoin, and I am telling you, it's like we're they're reaching the top of the pyramid here, and it's uh, uh, goes back to Mastercard and Bilderberg. It's it's fun. Mm-hmm. it's a phenomenal thing here. We covered it in number fourteen, crypto conspiracy with David Morgan, which I highly recommend people watch the entire series. But I gave this scenario that we may see Bitcoin go under the bus. As I said, I tell people Bitcoin is wreckable right from the movie 1987 wall street when uh what's his name gordon gecko said to charlie sheen wreckable bitcoin yeah because it was wreckable
1: yeah the airline
2: and i noticed it they're going to wreck bitcoin but they're going to throw all these people that are connected with it who have questionable backgrounds they're going to go under they're, they're going to go under the bus and what's going to happen the hegelian dialect. we have the solution and who's and I just, about a month ago, I noticed that the UK Pound Foundation, the UK, is now discussing XRP, and it's all over the news. People are holding on to it. Now, I don't know what's going to happen here, but I will not be surprised if Bitcoin goes under the bus on, in this month, between now and fe- February 22nd, and all of a sudden there's talk of two, we have two scenarios, the US federal, federal digital coin, or talk of XRP, and at that stage of the game, I've told people I don't personally don't trust the banking system. I trust silver and gold, and that's where I have been. I have never been so busy in my life. The last, um, the last video, uh, the last four months, my phone has been just going nonstop. My Telegram is just exploding worldwide. People want out of the system. They want to hold their silver. They want to hold their physical. And I tell them, you know what? keep a little bit on the side put some in some some mining stocks because the Wall Street apes when they came on board they took away a lot of physical silver we have Basel 3 in the background the central banks are sitting on 31 year highs in gold we have Basel 3 that is in the process of turning gold in from a tier 3 asset to a tier 1 asset and what's going to happen there and this is um uh Uh, what's happening there is this, is when gold becomes a tier one asset under the new banking rules of Basel III, people say, well, John, that's not activated yet. I said, I don't care what's not activated. I can tell you right now, type it in. The central banks are at 31 year highs for holding gold. They're not gonna send out a press release. They have been accumulating gold and they front ran Basel III for 10 years. There's not going to be a warning, but goals going nowhere, I said, because it's fixed for the bankers to accumulate their positions so they can back their loans when, when the uh, the new banking rules come in. And what I see there is this, if the banks are going to a gold standard and a tiered one asset, when it hits, what are the odds that they're going to turn around? And it was Gary Gensler who said it and some other legislators, What? probabilities, what are the odds that they're going to tell the stable coins in crypto, the banks are now going to be using gold as a tier one asset. Okay, as a tier one asset. So stable coins, what do you have to back your coin? And there you have it. So now I see uh, the legislators coming in and regulating, and they're going to, I believe they're going to place FDIC rules on crypto and stable and say, what do you have to back your coin? And a lot of these people are going to run. They're going to they're gonna be forced to run um, uh, to um, gold and silver. Well, they now these companies are not going to have the money. So we're going to see cryptos just go completely, go to zero. And then there's going to be other legislation, which I don't know. I expect... Probably ninety to ninety-five, up to ninety-nine percent of cryptos will go to zero. They won't have the money, and then what's going to happen? Then you're going to see companies just buy up these things for nothing. Let, let me ask you this:
1: to- Back in nineteen ninety-five is when we started seeing the the tech bubble, uh, you know, develop into the dot-com bomb at the end of the nineties, right? Once that's done, it's done. Then we had the real estate crash of 2008, but at least companies were able to come in and buy assets, something tangible uh, at a fraction. But right now with crypto, isn't it similar to the dot-com? Once it hits zero, there's nothing else behind?
2: That's right. Right. It's going to go straight down. There's no, there's and there's so much counterparty risk here. There are no. I tell people all the time. Look, own silver, but John, silver's not going anywhere. I said I'm doing a video on the silver psyop. This was a military grade psyop was was planted, used, utilized in Bitcoin and silver simultaneously. Silver bad, Bitcoin good. Silver bad, Bitcoin good. Now you're holding Bitcoin. Now what do you have? You have nothing. Okay, what did Bitcoin produce this month? Nothing. What are the earnings this month? Nothing. How, what has it done? It has done nothing. There's nothing there. It's merely a technology for movement of things with value, but the value is not intrinsically built into the coin. It is literally an electronic Brinks truck. Now, who's you Satoshi to,
1: Nakamoto maybe? anyway?
2: Yeah we, still, yeah, we still don't know. <laughs> I, I, I believe Satoshi Nakamoto is an individual as well as a team. But, you know, if, if, look, if, if you have a great product, you come out, you tout it right you take it public you do this there's a reason why it was it was um anonymous because you look at it in the crypto conspiracy i showed everyone how you can see where this trail goes back to jeffrey epstein and by the way the first interview uh, there's a, you go to coin telegraph type in jeffrey epstein bitcoin he gives an interview as a billionaire and he gives the entire thesis for the sale all the youtubers selling bitcoin are literally quoting Jeffrey Epstein's thesis about what Bitcoin is and what it isn't. And they don't even know it. They, they're not, they don't even care. Most of them, they, they don't even realize, just go back and read Jeffrey Epstein's uh, interview and you're literally quoting a a pedophile. the reasons why you should buy Bitcoin. And people look at it completely dumbfounded. I said, look, I do research. I'm a researcher. I'm a researcher to the bone. I work in risk management. I have very big clients. They want to know these things. They want to know these things, just like I want to know these things. You know, I need to know these things, and it's important, and I did the homework on that, and we did four, what, 17 videos we did on that. And then we a Bitcoin historian stepped up to the plate, uh, Kurt Walker, and he, and he proved everything we said was true, and he knows uh, Satoshi Nakamoto. And it, it was incredible. It's absolutely incredible. And I I said to him, I said, you know, uh, it is amazing because we had so many different people that were questioning what I said. And this guy shows up, knows Satoshi Nakamoto, confirms everything we said, but takes it to the next level and identifies the fact that uh, all the money that came in to create all these websites, all these Bitcoin websites, they all came from the guy who runs MasterCard. Uh, and I, I was Blown away, just blown away as to what um, uh, where this originated from, I go this made sense. And then when he said one of the things he said in the interview is that one of our guys was paid by who was paid for was paid for by Jeffrey Epstein, and that was it. There was the the, the the case was closed. I said, unbelievable, unbelievable. We're just watching, and that's why I tell people it's wreckable. I why look at the look at the genetic DNA. As you know, look, you know, look at the, you know, the I and mean, what's going to happen if if you see these people here, uh, if they decide to take them onto the bus, what's going to happen? They're, they're not going to. No one's going to defend Jeffrey Epstein and all these pedophiles that are involved with it. So to me, that's that's where I came up with the whole wreckable uh, theory. But we all know that. You know, wreck Bitcoin.
1: Right, right. But we know that crypto. Probably was introduced at one point, and the powers that want to be looked at it as a way to replace cash, and to go into digital yes. currency. Now, which one will it be? Will it be Bitcoin? Will it be XRP? Or one of these other ones?
2: Uh you know that's the question. I'm guessing here. My guess here is that there's going to be an effort. There's going to be an effort to go with XRP, but because of the but because of anyone that looks at, it, I mean, it's literally got you know, Bilderberger and Klaus Schwab written all, all over, over XRP yeah. as well as the Rothschilds here. So, I mean, we could see a, a We could literally see something um, come out of the bag that I think this is, we may see the war because this is a war. I mean, it's through and through, this is a global war for control of the U S economic system, because we're the engine that drives the world. And it goes back to the Rothschild quote, I don't care who runs the country, as long as I run the financial system, we are, we are there right now. This is, this is, uh, um, uh, uh, this is that, that turning point where, We're going to meet that. I believe this regulation is going to put that out there. And I don't know how it's going to come out. People have asked me, do you own any crypto? I said, no, I don't own any crypto. I don't want it. I'm not interested. I go, I need to know. We're going to see nukes going off. We have Ukraine. We have Russia introducing a gold-backed ruble. We have uh, India just said today, NFTs are no-go. No cryptos. you know, And Bitcoin will never be legal tender here. And then we have little third world countries like little islands, you know, declaring Bitcoin as legal tender. And you do it. It takes five minutes to do research on these people's backgrounds. and They all go back to the same players, the same usual suspects here. So we're in a really, really I mean, this period right now between February 2nd and February 22nd here. I mean, as I speak, you know, you can hear the urgency in my voice here. It is literally happening here um, uh, right now. And, um, so it's, it's, um, it's, I'll tell you, it's, it's a mind better. I know I'm throwing a lot of data out there for your listeners here right now, but you probably have some really astute listeners here that are picking up on this, but this really is, this really is that, that quote by Rothschild saying, I don't care who runs the country as long as I run the financial system. So we've got... Talk of a U.S. digital coin from Powell. We have talk of regulation to take out Bitcoin. We have talk of XRP not being opened up here. I said, "This is it. This is we're get. This is going to get down to blows." And it's, and then we got the the stock market. I expect a nineteen twenty nine crash here in the S and P five hundred and the Dow Jones. Expect a crash in real estate and then total chaos from the U.K. to Ukraine to Russia, which is. I'm, a, you know, that's watching that. There seems to be everything is crossing paths here right now. The truckers in Canada now they're coming out to enforce. They want to seize everyone's truck and start arresting all these people here. It appears to me that all this is coming to ha- is happening right now, and uh, it's a it's an incredible sight to see here. But it, it's a lot. I mean, I'm sitting here at my my desk. I've got one, two, three, four. Uh, five computer screens going in, two of them are very large and they're split up. And I'm watching these things. I said, Oh my gosh, it's happening right now. Let,
1: let's it's get back to, to the truckers that. in a moment, but I have to ask you will they take down Bitcoin or the exchanges? Just like they won't take our Second Amendment, but they could take or our guns, but they could take or regulate ammo. Is that yeah. the, the principle?
2: Yeah, I believe that the, the exchanges are going to be called out by the, by all the participating governments. And they're going to say you cannot exchange Bitcoin into the local currency because that's how you stop it. You don't go out and seize people's Bitcoins. You just freeze up the exchanges and make let them know, hey, you, uh, uh, you exchange Bitcoin and you're going to be you're going to be guilty of X. You know they're going to come arrest you is what they're going to say because it's going to be a it's going to fall under a national emergency which we're under right now. It's a national emergency, and this coin was used in human rights and human trafficking. And, you know, anybody who runs an exchange, the last thing they want to do is be on that radar when that happens.
1: What happened with the Tether the tether contra- controversy so that our listeners can, can know about this?
2: On the Tether controversy, this is interesting. A lot of people did homework on this, and I talked about this in October. Here's what Tether— uh, there was a Senate subcommittee, a Banking Committee, that determined that much of the the volume that was promoting Bitcoin was fake and non-economic. And this, this is a Banking Committee Senate hearing. This is not something I people. I tell this to people, and they, oh, I don't buy it. That's fud. I'm like, I don't care whether you buy it or not. It was given in a Senate Banking Committee hearing. There, they have been. Follow. I got news for people here. They have been investigating, deep diving into Bitcoin and its origins now for two years, and they know a lot more than I do. But they let a lot of this out, stuff out in public. And Tether, uh, <laughs> Tether. I covered this in the crypto conspiracy. One of the original guys from Tether was was uh, is directly related with Jeffrey Epstein. Here we go again, the Tether Bitcoin connection. It's right there. You go to graphcommons.com. For your listeners, I'll give you a link to it. Graph Commons, what I call it the keystone. It, you can, it shows the network map of Jeffrey Epstein, MIT, Harvard, and Brock Pierce, and then Tether, based in Hong Kong. And what Tether is, Tether is literally a digital, fake Federal Reserve that spent, that basically prints digital... Uh, tether out of thin air and then they own two exchanges where they drop it in and they basically run it through the exchanges and that exchange uses it and, and I'll tell you it's it's open season now everybody knows this now I mean all the, the, the big traders we all know it's like when Bitcoin's going down everyone just stares at the wallet at Tether and lo and behold like, like clockwork they print uh, uh, they print what Tether Is creating as Bitcoin is collapsing, and then magically Bitcoin just magically runs right up. You know, Um, you know. So it's interesting because I looked at it and I thought, "Wow, (laughs) Tether and Bitcoin are joined at the hip." You just can't see it though, but it came out. They put it came out of MIT. I mean, came out of Jeffrey Epstein, based in the Caymans running out of hong kong they print it and now the theory is the belief in the conspiracy is is that 30 percent of the commercial paper being held at evergrande is related to tether which does not have a dollar for dollar backing that they claim to have in the beginning they changed their website so tether is not what it is and i believe we're going to see this tether story and bitcoin story between now and in the next seven to 10 days.
1: So they're not they're the stable coin that they presented to be the, the one-to-one basis with the, the, the dollar.
2: That is correct. You hit the nail right on the head there. They, they don't have, the goods are not there, dollar for dollar. Sorry. The company claims as of today, approximately a 72, let me pull this up here. Uh, as of today, Tether claims a $77.9 billion market cap which means they should have $77 billion in assets behind it. Well, those assets, they will not disclose. And they get this, a $77 billion stable coin, which has never been audited. What about Coinbase? <laughs> I mean, uh, Coinbase is a different story. They're, um, they're, Coinbase just got a Wells notice recently. They were trying to start a, a loan program. And um, they were trying to start a loan program here. And what happened was they got shut down by the SEC. A loan program and they, and backed they, on crypto? To loan out their Bitcoin, loan, out, uh. loan loan everything out. Well, they got shut down and the CEO just, just literally went, you know, DEF CON 1 silence. He went into total silence, you know? So, um, uh, I, you know, watch this, I thought, wow, there's something is going on here. And it was that was in July, June. And now, now we fast forward here. And I'm looking at and my theory is this, it's like I know what's happening here. They they did not want them loaning this out as a broker right because there's nothing backing these things. Is it a security or is it a commodity? They had that conclusion has not been made. But they wanted to loan on this, and then MicroStrategy was gonna do it. Two three weeks ago, they were going to loan out their Bitcoin. SEC came in and started an investigation two weeks ago. No way, no loaning out. So they're cornering everyone right now. It's happening right now in real time.
1: Would it be safe so, to say, John, that most people who invest—not all, but most—are young people? And I see all these multimillionaire crypto millionaires moving to Puerto Rico as a safe, as a tax haven uh, there. What happens when this is all gone? What's gonna to happen to all these young people, especially in the tech industry?
2: Well, you know, my first thing I would say with young people is is if you're into crypto, you need to diversify right now. I mean you need to be diversified, period. But if you were you know, if you're under the age of 25, you've never been in the markets, this was the first thing you ever did, and you got your entire life swept into what I believe is an economic psychological operation. Then you need to diversify right now. I put out a sell call on Bitcoin when it hit sixty nine thousand and when it hit sixty six thousand six hundred and sixty six dollars, right on the money. I put it on Reddit, and of course, everyone said it was fud. It was this and that. I was right on the money. I nailed it, and I said, and I was very clear for the sixty days leading up to that call. I told everyone: sell Bitcoin, buy silver, sell Bitcoin. Well. I hunt about a hundred million dollars sold and they followed me on the silver is money telegram and no one believed me. But now we got a bunch of kids with no experience who are, do they know one thing? Hoddle and hodling is not a strategy for an asset that has all this counterparty risk. It is unregulated and it is backed by nothing. It's related to Jeffrey Epstein and the owner is anonymous. I mean, it couldn't be a worst case scenario, but it's going to be a big lesson in basic trading. I mean, it's going to be the lesson of the decade when people learn that you need to have something real in your back pocket.
1: And for the record, you know, you're not a crypto holder, nor are you shorting, shorting any, any stock out there that deals with crypto, right?
2: No, I don't. In fact, I, personally, I just never short anything. I've never shorted anything, and I, I just don't short anything on the Dow side. It's just It's never been my DNA to short, but I know I I have, I own nothing. I don't profit from this in any way, form of crypto. No downside to me. It was more or less part of the the silver psyop that I, because I saw people that were pure gold and silver people. I thought, why are these people going to crypto? I mean, you can't tell people that silver is a, is, is money and currency because it has no counterparty risk and then turn around and say, Oh, but buy crypto when it, crypto is the ultimate, you know, and counterparty risk. You've got to you got to go through two or three exchanges. You, then it's, there's nothing backing it. Number one, you don't know who runs it. You don't know how much is being leveraged. If you, you go to a, there's an article on Wall Street on Parade that sh- Senate Banking Committee showed that hedge funds are using one hundred to one leverage. Imagine that type of leverage pushing a coin up. And you're just a newbie, and you don't see, you don't even know what leverage is. That could buy a hundred million dollars of Bitcoin, for for a million, two million bucks. And when that hundred million gets sold, the price goes gets propped right up, and it becomes this fake price. This is all documented Senate Banking Committee hearing and testimony too. Nothing be, I'm saying all. Yeah.
1: Would it be safe to say that this is almost like a black hole? For example, right now, as of as we speak, thirty trillion dollars is what we have in our national debt. But all these people that put cash into crypto, this is like a black hole. Isn't that better for the for inflation to have all that cash somewhere else, stuck in in the Bermuda Triangle of cryptocurrency?
2: Absolutely. I, actually, in in the crypto conspiracy, I had told David Morgan, I said, I see this as a nation-state sponsored. Economic psychological operation that would vacuum and suck up money that would normally go into silver and gold, and the vacuum and suck up money that would go into other assets that would that would create more inflation. But they literally, literally, if you stop and think about it, now the, the IRS is going to come in. They're going to grab all these people. They're going to grab all. They're going to take all this money back. But they they were able to literally suck. Basically, tight. It's a really. It's an. In, it was an indirect way of. Of monetary tightening without tightening through a third-party operation being run by anonymous people here. I have people say that's that just sounds insane, John. I said, look, these people are not stupid. They knew this was coming. These bankers, they planned 10, 20, 30 years out. I said, Do you know people don't know that Jeffrey Epstein's banker was Jamie Dimon from JP Morgan for 15 years? I said, we're talking the highest levels of banking here. These people are not dumb. They knew the system was coming to an end. So technically, yes, what you just said, sucking this is this is why I tell people gold and silver got wiped out when right when Bitcoin took off. You don't think that's a coincidence? I don't believe it's a coincidence. I think it was actually well planned. I said so that money would have normally been speculated been going into gold and silver, but if you start pushing gold and silver what it would have collapsed the banking system. So silver, you know, and the central banks, what have they been doing for 10 years? You look at the price of Bitcoin for 10 years, then look at the look at the volume of gold being purchased by central banks. They accumulated gold throughout the entire 10 years that Bitcoin rolled up straight up forever, forever, up, 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 up and away. Where all a new investor would say a millennial would come in and say, HODL, you know, Bitcoin always comes back. And I tell people this, I go, that's how it's going to end that way. You're locked in. These people run, they run the global system. You're going to be caught and you're going to be taken down with this. And it's happening now. I'm just, I'm looking, Bitcoin right now is just, is ready to go down to 31,000, 32,000 next year, but it's already lost nearly 50% of its value from its highs. And we haven't even been regulated yet. The and for the record,
1: for the record, I know you're not into crypto. And the only reason why I'm into crypto, not because of me, but because my listeners have asked me, hey, Mel, can you accept subscriptions on crypto? And I allow it. But that's the only reason. But let me pose this. I believe that COVID was a weapon of mass destruction by China and the modern day Bolsheviks in the United States to just, just cut our knees. Could this be crypto? Could this be an economic weapon of mass destruction? by the same ilk to bring about a new, let's say socialist tech and financial tyranny.
2: Absolutely. Oh, no, absolutely. Uh, yeah, you're, you're right on the money here. Uh, yeah, this, um, I call BTC. I tell people, you know, people say, you know, BTC has beta test coin. Yeah, it's a style. <laughs> you, right now, what do we have? We have, a, and a generation of kids who had no experience at all, who are, all in on Bitcoin. And if you lock up that into a regulatory situation, people get locked up and they can't get out. And they tell you, in in order to uh, access your uh, Bitcoin, you are going to have to, number one, get a vaccine. Maybe that's one way, or maybe you're going to have to um, uh, show a vaccine passport, or maybe we're going to go ahead and we're going to force force reverse you into a a new currency and we're going to change everything how how you operate or we're going to give you a computer chip tracking chip that you can carry on your cell phone or you can have your computer chip mounted to your body right wrist or your forehead which is going to be i mean it's it can happen it can absolutely happen right now because of the situation, because you have people that are desperate to get they have to be desperate to hang on to the very thing they've held on to. That's why I call it a psyop. And my, I'm doing my second video series with David Morgan regarding the silver psyop. And I'm going to drop some serious nukes here on truth as to what I believe that's happening here. What When I say the silver psyop, in the silver psyop, I talk about Bitcoin paralleling. I said, it's a double-barreled PSYOP. On one side, we have absolute silver suppression to punish you for buying silver for 10 years. I said, Job suffered in the Old Testament for seven years. He lost everything, wiped out. You know, seven years is a great story. Got to read about Job. Job suffered, then, you know, he lost everything. Then he got it all back. Silver investors suffered for three years longer, 10 years longer, 10 years of suffering. Worse three years longer than Job. So people who held on to silver to me are, are, uh, you know, are biblical heroes. Now, so you talk to anyone, I bought silver, I made no money, I hate silver, I hate silver. I hate it. Now silver is absolutely radioactive. You can't, you know, people don't want to touch it with a 10 foot pole. But now if you bought Bitcoin when silver crashed, well, now you're a Bitcoin billionaire, you're millionaire, now you're you got a YouTube channel, you're an investor, you're making all this money, the boomers are stupid, silver is an old relic, it's not going to work, and there's the trap right there. They captured an entire generation of millennials and boomers in that paradigm and it's going to show itself here very soon and what I'm going to tell you is going to come true 100%. The bankers are is this is this an absolute um, psychological weapon in economics for the change to a new system? Absolutely, 100%. I, th- I think you described it perfectly well uh, on this one here. Well, what what
1: I mentioned with real estate, I mean, l- let me just, let me, I'm not going to be a hypocrite here. I remember the dot-com, I was part of that, and uh, but the real estate uh, bubble, I was part of that too. Hubris, arrogance, the whole thing I learned from the experience. But at least with real estate, companies or individuals could buy at a fraction, and the appreciation, I mean, look at where we are now. Those assets are still there. But with crypto, I can't even imagine what a depression might look like if crypto went to
2: zero. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh gosh. And, you know, I, I think if it goes to zero, it's, it'll be like two things. You have one generation locked in with student debt, and then you have another generation locked in with their crypto or both. at zero or held hostage. Now you, now as a government, now you own these people. We own your school debt, and now we have your crypto. Now it, now it's enslavement. It's, it's this, is, this is slavery. Is what this is here. Slavery is on a good. level that humanity has never seen
1: before. And that would be the, that is the productive generation. The productive generation we are all depending on when we are at our silver and gold years.
2: Yes. Yes, absolutely. Here, and um, you know, uh, the, I I think what's important here is is to know is that um, you know these are uh, these are long term planning you know planning events here, and as you see this thing start to unfold, you start to look at it. you start to see the coordinate. These are not random events. These is, Bitcoin didn't come out of no. I mean, think about. It. Bitcoin comes out of nowhere. It's anonymous. And the regulators don't see it. I found it. It took me, took me I, I actually researched this for three years before I came out public with this. It wasn't time until the Maxwell trial started. That's when I started. And I looked at this. I said, how the heck can all this stuff be out here in public? And the regulators didn't see this. Well, the first thing that comes to my mind is, well, they're in on it. Or they're just looking the other way. It's just like silver. Silver spoofing. Jamie Dimon, JP Morgan spoofing silver. And the regulators look the other way. It was the same thing in Bitcoin. And I this is part of the silver side. I tell people, when it came to silver, they looked the other way. When it came to Bitcoin, they looked the other way. When it came to both of them moving at the same time, they looked the other way. But when silver crashed, they really looked the other Then the silver was... That's when J.P. Morgan started buying all the silver when it crashed back in 2012, and Bitcoin took off as silver became a loathsome, loathing, radioactive investment. Gold went to hell, silver went to hell, and Bitcoin went up, and people would tell me, oh, Joe Nuts conspiracy. It's, I have proven it. The trail leads to Jeffrey Epstein and Kurt Walker, who supported it, You know, verified it. And and the people here, a lot of these people that are in Bitcoin, they're that are the upper echelons. We don't know who's paying these people. We don't know if they're blackmailed. We don't know if they're working with the pedophile groups. Nobody knows that. But I think we're going to find out here really, really soon. And it's like the, it's like that old saying that Warren Buffett says. You know, when the tide goes out, we're going to find out who's got who's wearing any pants. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> one, one last comment before we take a quick break, because this is coming every time that the senior in chief does something in my mind, something says, when are they going to invoke the 25th amendment? I mean, basically, he he's unable to discharge his duties. Something's going to happen soon. Now you say Bolshevik Clinton versus Tsar Putin. I want to really, really get into this. Talk about Ukraine. Talk about the Mediterranean, what's happening there with Turkey that they're hitting Syria as we speak. Very, very important geopolitical moves that are taking place that can be affecting us all soon. But tell us once again, how can people learn more about your great work, John?
2: Uh, I am on Telegram. And if, you, if you're if you not on Telegram, you need to get on Telegram. It's great because all you need is a, 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 a name, an initial, and a, and a cell phone number and, uh, and you're on. And it's completely uncensored. It's a great communications tool. I actually, I am live on Telegram, uh, near probably 10, 12 hours a day. I verbally, in real time, I answer people's questions throughout the day. I do a nightly show, and it's, been, it's gotten super popular. It's Thousands of people have come on board in a matter of weeks and months. It continues to grow uh, but I'm on on telegram and it's a wonderful place for people to communicate and uh, I've got realist I got silver is money and then I've got silver is money news I do a nightly show and on Silver is money news it's archived so if you see too much information there's a lot of information on here and this is a very high level highly in highly informed and group of people who are posting information that you will not see on YouTube you won't see on Google you won't see on Facebook. This is where the truth just pours out. And I mean, it is just good. And but I focus on the silver side because what I'm doing is I want to make sure people can come out on the other side financially in a position to capitalize on what's going wrong. Just like I helped my clients back in 06 07. We did very well when everyone crashed and got wiped out. I mean, we laughed. We, we I did we weren't affected one bit. I was I was my job was to make sure people made money when things went wrong. Things are about ready to go wrong. So if you go to Telegram, Look for silver is money and silver is money news and it's free. It's fun. It's active and you're going to find a lot of people in the truth or community here that are big fans of David Morgan and big fans of Mike Adams. And just, uh, just nothing but truth coming out here. People are awake. They're alive, and the information is breaking news. I used to think, uh, zero hedge was a great website. They had good stuff on there. We are the cutting edge of information just pours in. There's so many collective minds here pouring in the truth. And we're worldwide. I think we're like in 39 countries here and continue to grow. So uh, telegram, silver is money. You yep. definitely got to get on. It is so
1: great to see not only uh, the, the, what I call a parallel economy, but apparently parallel platform. Because this tech tyranny doesn't want us on YouTube, Facebook, uh, Google. So the fact that you are doing this, and I see you because I've been connected with you for the past month. I see how active you are. And it really gives me hope that we have a place in this world. And we're not going to be under the subjugation of these few out there. But I'm so excited to have John Perez here today. We have one more hour to come. So feel free to stay with us. This is Mel Haslerick, and you are listening to
3: Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Thank you for listening to the first part of this important Veritas interview. To listen to the rest and all of our material, proceed to the member section or join the Veritas family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at VeritasRadio.com. You can make your purchase with a credit card, PayPal, cash, check, money order, and even cryptocurrency. We are now accepting Bitcoin, Litecoin, and Ethereum. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store, for Focus Life Force Energy, MMS, CBD Pure Hemp Oil, Pure Organic Sulfur, Flash Drives with all our Sanitas and Veritas seasons, and other great products. And if you're listening on YouTube, like, subscribe, and share it. And click the bell to be notified when new interviews are available. Now, proceed to the members section or subscribe, to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to Veritas.